welcome to Selective Hearings Roundtable episode number 27. Yes, 27 of these damn things. Uh, with me tonight is the Dryfit Senpai himself, Hero. What's up? Uh, I'm enjoying uh, retirement. You bastard. Very, very much enjoying it, especially uh, after you guys were signing up for the uh, upcoming album Two Shots with the tables. Mm-hmm. Yes, I enjoyed watching everybody else kind of freak out, or not freak out, but just have to make the decisions. Whereas I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> you just sat back and laughed at us, right? Yeah, uh, just it, it's it's part of the process, which takes a little bit of it's a. Uh, kind of nervous nerve-wracking i guess Mm -hmm. right because you you want to make your good picks and then you know you never know if you're going to win or not yep so it's just all it's all a roll the dice that's why you have a big list when you when you start entering these lotteries and that's a lot of work no well if you're a dirty it's it's not hard if you like everyone when i'm looking at my old notes that i found while i was going through google docs yeah and I was like, wow, I had all these people who listened to this possible. And yet, you know, you only take, what, pick three in the first round or something like that? Well, it depends how much you can handle, right? Well, yeah, but actually you, you only have limits on the first one or two rounds, right? What mm-hmm. you can actually sign up for. So, you know, I, I enjoyed not having to worry about that. Not having to worry about booking a flight or a hotel. Damn you. <laughs> Well, you're, you're enjoying it. I just have to book my flight, that's all. I'm yeah. just being cheap. Now, Senpai is uh, suggesting that I ball out and fly on A&A, but... Well, I don't know if it's really falling out. It's probably a little more than... I mean, I'm not sure if you're, you're the Calgary area airports and how expensive it is to fly direct to, directly to Japan. Uh, I, live in, I live in California. Yes, you live in sunny California. Sunny California. Direct flight uh, on Air Canada averages around between uh, twelve and thirteen hundred dollars. If I were to take A and A, I would have to actually fly United and go to San Francisco or Seattle and then take A and A. So there is no um, there's no A and A direct no. using their planes from, from Canada. It's, you have to take no. connecting flight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what are your uh, options for direct. I mean, it's so, normal. Uh, my options from Calgary are either Air Canada or United Direct. So you don't have Delta. Uh, it'd be stupid of me to say, but American Airlines. <laughs> uh, any connecting flights to those ones have to be done in the states. I gotcha. Yeah, so no, and, no, no direct flight. And are those connections where you can don't have to stay overnight? Uh, yes. Okay, because that's the important thing. You don't want to uh, get another expense of a night stay at an airport. Hotel. Although there is, there is an interesting one which is extremely cheap, and that is uh, Calgary uh, to uh, Pudong. So, Calgary to Vancouver to Pudong, Shanghai. And then I'd have to stay over in Shanghai for one night, and then from Shanghai uh, to Narita. That would be an interesting stopover, I guess. At least for culinary reasons. 
Uh, and the other option is Calgary to Vancouver to uh, Shanghai International Airport. And then from Shanghai to Narita. Either way, it's Shanghai that's involved. Yep, and it's also an extra day. So I'd arrive, instead of arriving on the Thursday as I had planned, I would arrive on the Friday very late. But, but you could also leave on a Wednesday or, or Tuesday then to make up for that, right? I could. Yeah. You, 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 you have a certain amount of vacation, might as well use it. Yeah. Unless you're going to follow other Japanese bands around North America. No, that's not happening. Uh, I'm not going to scandal. That's what Hero's talking about. Scandal. Well, no, in, there's, uh, there's probably other ones yet to there's scandals. There's scandal in LA for sure. Scandal in Chicago. Uh, I don't think Anime Expo or Sakura Con are going to have anything cool, so. I, I'm not going to any anime cons this year, so thank God. Are you going to that science fiction one New Year place? Uh, if. The same one with all the celebrities. Uh, if my press for GoGo goes through. Then I will go to the one in my local area. If not, then I might just go to get a picture with Ming Na and then walk out. Hmm. Yeah. So she's high on your list, Ming Na Win. Yep. Of ER she's fame. Of uh, yeah, ER and uh, Joy Luck Club. Joy Luck Club. And now of uh, Agents of Shield. Oh, that's right. Yep. I haven't watched that. I stopped watching that one. It's a good show, man. It is. I, I, TV's just too tough to... You realize that uh, next week is the premiere of The Walking Dead? The, yeah. You know, the uh, second second part of the season? Mm-hmm. I'm still behind from, from the first part. Oh, okay. And for some reason, I just have not felt the urge to get on that DVR and watch them. Uh, you're too weird busy watching idol shows, that's why. Um, no. You're watching no, Majiska Gaku in 4, that's why. You're just so enthralled with that. Watching a lot of Pururas... <laughs> And uh, that's about it. That that's code for watching a Mylu videos. <laughs> a Mylu, everybody's favorite sex symbol. That's right. Except everyone loves, especially Jeff from Nihongo Go. He loves her. That's that's <laughs> his that's his AV idol. He'll tell you Alina Lee. He's lying out of his ass. It's it's a Mylu. Yes, Alina <laughs> Lee is his uh, safe pick. Yeah, but we all know that it's a Mai. Yeah, Mylu is the one that you're embarrassed to talk about. That's right. Now, that's the one that, like, there's a forbidden section on the Hongogo that you're not allowed to go to. That's all on Mylu videos. <laughs> <laughs> gigabytes and gigabytes. Oh, no, terabytes yeah. and terabytes. Terabytes. Storage space. That's right. Ultra, ultra HD. So much that you can see the pimples on her massive forehead. <laughs> TMI, man. TMI. <laughs> okay, so what do we gather here today? I know we're recording this uh, a little bit early, but it allows for some editing and allows for you to write up a fine write-up for the website. Oh, yeah. So fine. The write-up's already done. <laughs> so, um, we're here to discuss the, uh, the holiday that's either Singles Awareness Day or if you are in a uh, relationship, Valentine's Day. And oh, joy. I think Hero and I are in the Singles Awareness Day category. I'm not sure I really enjoyed it when I was in a relationship. Uh, it, like signing up for, for AKB handshakes or AKB two shots, mm-hmm. is uh, it's pretty stressful. 
It's a crapshoot. Well, it, it's just your, you know, Valentine's Day is great for, for women, at least in the United States. I know in the, the Japan it's for men, mm-hmm. you know, because then you hope to get chocolate from some, you know, cute girls. At least in Japan, that's how they do it. But over here, it's it's you know, it's such a commercial holiday, and you're competing with everybody. Oh, so you're so you're in your in your motherland, men get doted on for Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, I mean you can people can do the research online, okay. and it's it's basically women give chocolates to men. Ah, so in high school or or grade schools, you you know. Maybe this popular guy gets a bunch of chocolates from different girls and stuff like that. Ah, uh, but it doesn't happen in the office environment, right? It, it actually does. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, okay. It's more like a what they call it, obligatory chocolates. You oh, so just do it as, you know, I mean, like just like a nice, like somebody bringing Christmas cookies. Oh, okay. You kind of just do it to, to, as a nice gesture to to all the males in your, I don't know, your team, your office, wherever you work. So it's not like, hey, I got, I got, uh, I got chocolates from the hot secretary. It means we're going to go have sex on the photocopier later, right? It's, that's not what it means. It doesn't necessarily rule that out. <laughs> but ge- in general, that's in not general. what it's yes, meant for. Okay. So you know, people can refute me or, or find uh, errors in my talk speaking by looking at online to get the, the all the real details. That's right. You know, it's one of those things that I've, I've heard about, but you know, hey. I don't live in Japan, so it's not like going to ruin my life if I don't get it 100% correct. Yeah, so those of you who live in Japan and are listening to this, uh, if if you could give us more information on the myths of Valentine's Day in uh, in Japan, if let us know if it's as commercialized as it is here in North America. It'd be greatly appreciated. And it's real commercialized over here. I mean, I live in a large metropolitan area. I couldn't imagine... You know, being in a relationship now and having to plan so far ahead or, you know, all the plans that go into just a regular nice dinner, you actually have to just do a lot of research to find out, hey, you know, what, when should I get there? How, how bad parking's going to be? How bad the drive's going to be? You know, if restaurants have special menus that normally they have their full menu and on Valentine's they only have a, a special menu so it makes it easier for the staff, you know, the cooks. Yeah. You know, not at all the places, but you know, you got to yeah. remember they want to try to get in as many people as they can. Yep, that and high that, turnover rate. Yeah, and that, that, that's kind of tough because something like that, you kind of want to enjoy your time and take your time. So I'd probably rather go out with somebody and take them out the day before or the day after. Hey, nothing wrong with a heart-shaped Big Mac. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, that's probably not going to get me anywhere. <laughs> no, that that will not that will not get you the. Uh, the obligatory Valentine's Day loving. <laughs> <laughs> it might if you have a tenga, but I don't know about actual actual female contact. Yeah. Might get you the couch if you're married. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll get you the doghouse, that's for sure. So, yeah, basically this, this idea came up in a conversation that we had on, on, on line chat. And, uh, you know, we haven't done a podcast in a while. I think... Probably since we got back from the last trip. Yeah, since the last trip that you were on, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Selective Hearing is is generally a Asian music and entertainment site. But you know, you have your uh, your That's My Jam series, mm-hmm. of which I have yet to participate in. Of course. Uh, maybe I've done one a couple years ago. 
but this is more like the like that's my jam, you know. But basically, we'll be talking about uh, Valentine style songs, shall we say? Yep. Uh, for you younger listeners, if you don't know what a mixtape is, that's basically what this is. So Google mixtape. There it used to be things on things called cassette tapes. I was gonna say you might have to 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 find tape. Oh yeah, tape tape as in you know like uh like thin film th- things wound together in a in a a body that plays music back. <laughs> That's the best I could describe it. Yeah, basically what we listened to before the CD technology or the compact disc technology came about. Yeah, which was it, long time way ago. Before, yeah, way before MP3s. Because there is a generation of children and adults who don't know what a cassette tape is. And to an extent now, we've had this discussion many times, yeah. and I think it's unfortunate uh, this new generation really doesn't know what a love jam is or, or you know, a slow jam. Uh, like a real slow is, jam, right? Yeah, the, the attitudes are for the, I think it starts from the music producers. And it, it goes all the way to the fans now is that you know, slow songs are boring. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna. They're not gonna bring in sales, so they don't concentrate on it at all. And, and you know, that's too bad because I think slow jams were part of the uh, fun things about growing up. You know, mm-hmm. talking about talking with different girls or, or even your boys talking about, oh, that's my jam, right? You know, that's that song's dope. Yep. You know, put that on. You know, when you're on a date or when you're you know driving in the car with a girl. And that stuff doesn't exist. Very rare. Yeah, very, very rare. And if so, it's it's just a filler on an album. Yeah. So what Hero and I have decided to do is we're each going to uh, we're each going to give our picks for a mixtape. And it's cassettes are usually two sided, so there's. One side of love jams, and then one side of more love jams. I guess is the way I'll put it. So, yeah, we're gonna have a a bit of a discussion on why we picked these songs. Some of these might not be very uh, current to some of you younger listeners. All of you old guys and old ladies will probably go, "Yeah, that's the shit." But none of these are current. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> but, I'm uh, that list. There's just nothing current. In fact, most of the idols that we follow right now, yeah, were not born when these songs came out, and okay, they, they'd probably just miss the cutoff, or you know, maybe their parents didn't even meet by the time these songs came out. So this is an education for you younger listeners out there. How how about that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. Okay, so before we uh, before we start, hero, uh, maybe you should give people an idea of your your musical background so that they know what kind of songs you're going to end up picking here. Well, I mean, I have, I'm in my 40s, okay? I graduated in 1988 from high school. So my time of music that really influenced me was probably junior high. So we're talking like 82, 83 to, you know, my college and right after college years. So we're talking probably between that 82, 83 time to say, I don't know, late 90s. Okay. You know, when music didn't become as important to me as as it was during those times. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, you got to remember, my parents are older, 
mm-hmm. they would watch certain TV shows with music on. And so there's a lot of what we call oldies. And what, what I'm saying, what you and I would call oldies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, okay, not what your parents would call oldies. Okay. Yeah, the, a lot okay. of these songs that we pick from the 90s yeah. would be considered oldies okay. to our younger listeners. Okay. So this we're talking like, you know, I, I'm familiar with 40s, 50s, and 60s music as okay. well. 70s music, I'm not really into that. A little too hippie for me. Too hippie and too funky in a bad way. Ah. Uh. Cool. And so what about you? You're you're a few years younger than me. Um uh, so when I started listening to music it was through my cousins. So that I have uh, a wide scope of stuff from eighties pop until I started listening to stuff on my own, and that was during junior high and high school and especially college. Mm-hmm. So I was right in the middle of that uh that boom of R&B and pop and boy bands and girl bands and all that. So that's usually uh, going to be a lot of what I pick. But I do have some of the obscure stuff from the 80s that uh, even Hero didn't know about. So Yeah, that's probably stuff that I just didn't listen to. I mean, there was a, there was a time that in the 90s that I really just stopped listening to commercial music. Yeah. Uh, I think I started listening to sports radio. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, you know, a lot of the music, your your current pop songs, yeah. or even current R&B rap, you hear because of the radio initially, mm-hmm. unless you invest time into, you know, discovering stuff on your own. Yeah. And I just I just stopped enjoying what they were playing. So uh, I started listening to sports radio. Uh, so you rage quit and went to Jim Rome. Good for you. Not, not even, not even. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like Rome. <laughs> I have never liked Rome. <laughs> But yeah, I wouldn't even call it rage quit. It's just you, you just change interests, and it's it's basically like listening to us two full talk, right? Yeah. Except it's usually uh, two hosts talking about local sports or whatever, what have you. Yeah. So I don't know how you want to do this, but uh. All right, so let's just get into it right now. Sure. Uh, we're gonna go with all the A sides here. So these are all the songs that we would uh, seriously play on a uh, Valentine's mixtape. These, these these are like these are cool. prime quality cuts that we feel will get you some action. And probably not even if it doesn't get you action, it's just be something to get you in the mood, something to yeah. enjoy when you're in love or you know, whether you're you just want to feel good. Yeah. It's they're just real good songs. Uh these will be on uh on the webpage. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully with links to to videos uh, yeah. on YouTube so that the uh, readers and listeners can actually see what we're talking about since we're not going to we're not going to be playing the music in the background for this webcast. No, there's there's just way too many songs to be playing. And we're not that technical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just too lazy to actually go through and overdub the the songs in. So, um if you are if you are listening to this, you know, Look at all the YouTube links that we've provided in the show notes and and listen along. That's that's the best suggestion we can give you. All right, so since you are the senpai, uh, you go first. Oh, I was unexpected. Well, uh, well, do you want me to go through all my songs, or do you want to just go back and forth? Let's go back and forth. All right. Uh, my first pick, and I'm just going by uh, somewhat by alphabetical, even though I'm not doing the last names properly. 
I yeah, guess. we'll just say these are in no particular order. Yeah, no particular order. Okay. Uh, first one is Isley Brothers, Between the Sheets. Comes Ooh. from 1983. Damn. Now, this is what I would call a uh, you know, get-down-and-groove song with your lady. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't originally on my list. I think what I did over the last week was just go on YouTube and start clicking things. <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I clicked the ones that I had because I wanted to hear it to make sure. It's like, is this really what I want to want to pick? And then you know how you have the suggestions on the side? Yeah. And that's when I started clicking on it. And, you know, Isley Brothers is... This is 1983, right when I was starting to get into R&B. However, this brand of R&B was not what I was, was a, what I was into. It's okay. a little, you know, for a 13, 14-year-old kid, right? You kind of want to have more of the pop stuff. This is a little more mature taste. Ah, uh, so you, you didn't want to, like, be breaking on a piece of cardboard. You, this is all... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I yeah. enjoyed the slow songs that they played at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that... I didn't discover this song till I was in my uh, late teens. Oh, okay. You know, when I was 13, I had no idea what the song was. Um, you even hear sometimes uh, this jam being uh, sampled. Yep. In certain and, songs. And do you, know, do you know what the most famous song right now has that sample in? Uh, you know, I want to say it's something from um, Biggie Smalls. That's right. Okay. Big Papa. I believe and, it's Big uh, Papa. Yeah. yeah. So that that is my first pick, Between the Sheets by the Isley Brothers. Look it up. Check it out when we when we link it. It's a it's a yeah. nice uh soulful groove jam, something you'll hear playing in a lot of uh a lot of movies. You know, it's a it's it's just a a famous groove too if you hear it. Yeah, it's a very iconic slow jam that if you hear the first few notes, you know you know what the song is. Yes. Yeah. Or you might go, oh, that that's that song. Yeah. Oh, that's where Biggie got it from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going all the way back to uh, when uh, Luke Records was still cool. <laughs> H-Town, Knocking the Boots. Oh, that is a damn good song. Now, I do remember this song. I think that was towards the end of my R&B era. Let me take a quick look. I believe that yeah, was 91. 90, 91, yeah. 91, nope, 90. Isn't it 90? 93-ish. Yeah, yeah they say uh, H-Town for the 9-3 in the, in the song, so that's that's uh, that's my first pick. Now, the explanation of knocking the boots was pretty lame in the video. <laughs> but we all know what it means. We are, but you should know what it means. Like, even if you're... Like, this was during my uh, my high school days, and... Even I knew what that meant. So. Yeah, it's just basically <laughs> in, in Calgary terms, taking off your shoes, your your galoshes, and slapping <laughs> them together to get off the excess dirt and snow, right? <laughs> sure. That would sure. be in Calgary terms. We don't have we don't need galoshes over in uh in uh, sunny California. No, you got sandals and flip flops. Which I don't wear. I, I always wear shoes. But yeah, Not that's a uh, really, really, really good song. Uh, I had that on. Uh, actually, have still have that on a cassette single somewhere in a box. <laughs> you, did you upgrade to a, a CD single at a, at one time? Uh, I upgraded to the MP3 single. <sighs> so I, I skipped Let's the CD single altogether, and I went straight to iTunes and just picked up H Town. 
Gotcha. I think it's the only H-Town song I've ever bought off iTunes. And that's very commemorative. Oh, I would like to compliment you on, on actually p- paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know I don't pay for shit. <laughs> but even though you owned it before, though. Yes, I still have the original copy of my cassette single. You supported them uh, back when it was charting. Yes. If it charted. Let me see. It did chart. It did chart. It was one of the largest, biggest singles of 1993, R&B singles. Yeah. Peaked at number three for seven weeks. That's quality, man. That That is quality because, you know, when we compare it to the Japanese charts. It's impossible to have charts. a song chart for seven weeks unless you're AKB or Johnny's. Even then, it's just, it's just completely different. When a song charts at number three and stays there for seven weeks on the American charts, mm-hmm. that's something. That means it's real popular. Yeah. You know, that people are actually purchasing it. Yeah, people people of all uh, of all nations like it. Yeah, uh, number one on the R&B chart for four weeks. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because this is basically back then, a lot of these songs – started on the R&B charts before they hit the pop charts. Yeah. Uh, what, music was a little more separated back then? Yeah, a s- a slightly more had, segregated, yeah. Yeah, you would have R&B stations would just play R&B. Yeah. And for something to, to move over, cross over to the pop charts, uh, that wasn't really rare, but it had to be a certain type. And I think towards the 90s, everybody got more hip to hip-hop and R&B. Oh, especially Kendrick. since it was... Uh... From the guy who, the guy who's from Two Live Crew, that's on his label. Uh, there's a lot of controversy in regards to Luke, yeah, and uh, his stable of acts. But each town made them uh, mainstream. Yeah, a little little note of trivia that I'm just finding out right now. Uh, obviously, I didn't prepare too much for for your songs. Yeah, uh, among the writers for this for this fine fine jam was uh, Roger Troutman and Larry Troutman. Wow, really? Right. And, and you guys will have to look that up, but Roger was a R&B funk artist, very well-known R&B funk, soul funk artist. I think young people will recognize him from California Love. Yeah, although yep. a lot of their, their songs, uh, Roger and Zap, uh, are sampled in today's, a lot of today's music. Uh, yeah, and as a side note, check out uh, Roger Troutman's album. Uh, oh, the the many the many faces of Roger or something like that. I saw it on Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. It's actually a pretty damn good album. So if yeah, uh, the many many facets of Roger. yeah, many facets of Roger. It's a it's a damn good album. If you like funk, if so you, or if you like that G funk type of sound, that's that's. That's usually where you get it from. Yeah, so let's go to my my second pick, which is yep. actually a crossover because it's one of your picks as well. Yep. It's by a new edition member, Johnny Gill, and it's called My, My, My. It was uh, released in 1990. Some and all I have to say ago. is My, My, My. It's, now, that you good of a, it's that good of a ballad. You didn't sing that at karaoke, right? Ah, uh, I've been known to sing that. Which one did I film you singing? <laughs> I can't remember. Didn't you film a lot? So I don't. Know I filmed a lot of you singing. Yeah. Yeah, you like wasting your 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 camera space. <laughs> hey, I got terabytes of camera space. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. So yeah, I, I've sang, I'll sing my 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 
it's a it's a good what I call a standard for me to warm up. Uh, Johnny Gill was the uh, second generation member of, of New Edition, which is one of my favorite groups growing up. You know, I've, I've actually seen them in concert. Oh, you have? My, my, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to other concerts other than AKB and oh, okay. You know, Scandal and Bizu and all those groups, Japanese groups. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, my 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 is pretty similar to Between the Sheets. It's more of a groove. A, a groove jam, uh, rather than to say like a wedding ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Gill can be considered a what power ballad kind of guy. Yeah, and he's got a gospel background, so you know he's got some pipes. Because you know, at the end of the song, he's singing like he's never gonna get laid again. Yeah, so it's on. It's it's so good. It's on both of our lists. Yeah, Johnny and, Gill, and that's pretty much the only song that's. Uh, on both of our lists, which is not surprising, but we we like similar music. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that that I think that's probably Johnny Gill's greatest hit, isn't it? Because <sighs> "Rub You the White Ray" so. didn't uh, really "Rub You the Right Way" was okay, but I think "My My What My" pretty much blew that thing out of the water, right? "Rub You the Right Way" was his first single from from that album. Yeah, uh, from the uh, self titled album. But my 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 is I think is the one that that has lasted uh, the tests of time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that classic of a ballad uh, that even people from older generations like oh that that Johnny Gill that my 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 yeah, you know they just they just love it. Yeah, it's got a very classic soul vibe to it, right? Y- yeah, and, and yeah. really the good ballads can stand the test of time from from any era. There, there'll be there'll be things about it that you can tell that it's not of this era. Mm-hmm. But that's the good thing about ballads is that uh, you know you should be what's what's good in the '60s or the '70s should be good '80s, '90s, and, and beyond because the ballads are just simple, simple songs. You know you don't need a lot of uh, electronic instrumentals. You know you could do it mm-hmm. with a piano or or a synthesizer or, or a guitar. Yeah, so just simple, yeah. simple music. Although, so, uh, uh, I, I would like to advise my fellow Filipino people to not sing the song, though, because I don't think most Filipino singers have the the right amount of bass and soul to actually sing this properly. <laughs> don't sing this at karaoke, please. And and Johnny Gill's got some bass in his voice, and yeah. I, I, I probably don't give it justice when I, you know, I, I sing like one of those American Idol probably people. Singing. You're more like Ralph Tresvant, I think. <laughs> Now, if, you, if Ralph Tresman, <laughs> for those who don't know, was a, a founding member of New Edition, he had a higher voice. Yeah. So basically what Greg is saying is, I'm singing in a higher voice to My My My. Mm-hmm. It's like Ralph Tresvant singing My My My. Yeah, which probably wouldn't have been as good of a hit. No. So since this one uh, goes with both of us, why don't you, you, you hit the next one? Okay, so my next song is a song... I heard on our radio show uh, when I was a kid, uh, Open House Party. I don't know if anyone remembers that back in the day, but it was like a syndicated radio show. And at the end of the program, they would always have dedications. And this was a song that they played in the background. And it was uh, Two Occasions by The Deal. Now, if you don't know who The Deal are, 
Uh, that's basically Babyface and a couple of members of After Seven and a few other the Edmonds clan all coming together to make like I guess an R&B super group at the time. But uh, yeah, they that was a badass jam, man. Yes, still is. Um, very, very, very what you would call classic, classic, classic R&B jam. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was Babyface until later on. Uh, later on, years after it came out. Yeah. You know, probably at the time that his his solo stuff started coming out. That uh, you know, I used to say to myself, "Hey, you know that song Two Occasions sounds like Babyface." But you know, you don't. We didn't have the internet back then, so I wouldn't be able to put two and two. And I didn't have the Deals album, so yeah. I can take a look at the pictures and stuff. It's so much easier now, right? You, you can find out information easily. But all these years, all those years, I, I had no clue. Yeah. And then it's it's basically La Face Records. Yep. As the mem- the main members. Yep. Because you got L.A. Reid, you got Babyface, you got those two dudes from After Seven. Good shit. And it was written by, uh, I believe it was written by uh, L.A. Reid, so. Or produced by Babyface and L.A. Reid. It was written by Babyface and uh, Darnell Bristol and Sid Johnson. So, uh, if you know those names, good stuff. Great, but, great uh, song. Great song. And, uh. This is uh, part of the generation of R&B songs that are under the uh, Quiet Storm classification. Yeah, you know, I, I when I was looking for songs, uh, the people were were breaking it down to like slow jams and Quiet Storm. But for yep. me, you know, I always think of them as the same. You know, if it's a ballad, it's slow. It's something you can groove or just relax to. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's 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 what I like. And I don't want to try to to make it harder on myself picking these songs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just, just to uh, help define Quiet Storm, um, it generally means an array of mellow, slow groove, contemporary R&B, soul, and smooth jazz. So, it's, so it's pretty basi- encompassing. And it's basically stuff that you won't hear anymore. <laughs> yeah. They, they actually have to have special radio stations that play Quiet Storm music. Yes, uh, and usually on Sirius XM or one of the other satellite uh, stations. And actually, I'm reading the uh, the Wikipedia entry for Quiet Storm. Mm-hmm. The Bay Area radio station KBLX is what I used to listen to. Oh, okay. And that was basically, I mean, here the, the call letters were KBLX, San Francisco, the Quiet Storm. <laughs> you know, and that's that'd be the the lead in. You know, every every. Every DJ kind of sounded like this, and right now we're going to play the deal with two occasions. This is going out to Brenda in Oakland. <laughs> you know, something like that. And so it's not it's not like the radio DJs now. This goes up to my bitch Brenda in Oaktown. <laughs> and basically, it, it, it's completely different. Back then, you're. It's now I listen to these pop DJs, and it sounds like everybody's trying to be cool mm-hmm. rather than doing the DJ job. You know, they yeah. sound like they're tr- they're trying to identify with the, the listeners whereas back uh, then it's just like you know you're looking for a nice deep voice or if it's a guy or a friendly voice if it's a lady yeah you know, now it's everybody's trying to be cool but yes the quiet storm kblx san francisco fm yeah maybe i should just introduce all those all the next songs like that huh <laughs> you should <laughs> 
Now the only problem is my next pick was way before the Quiet Storm. <laughs> okay. I mean, Holy shit! Talking... <laughs> yeah, wow. And, you know this was not part of my original picks, but it happened to be clicking through, and 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 the pick is Johnny Mathis, his song Misty or his version of Misty, and it was recorded in 1959. And you know, you're going to have to hold off making a comment until you actually listen to the song and how very similar it is to later songs in, I want to say, musical context, uh, lyrics, just the feel. You know, you could tell it's, it's, a, it's a real nice love song. And in 1959, this was probably, you know, this was probably getting all the girls wetty, wetty. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Right? That, that that sounds like something from my my parents' records collection. And, and that's pretty much. And I'll tell you the influence of my parents. My mom loves Johnny Mathis. You know, uh, one of the first gifts that I got for her when I got into college and I was you know had a job was I bought her tickets to Johnny Mathis at the Flint Center at uh, at the college I went to De Anza College. And uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like you you want to give back to your your parents after a while right yeah i mean we've been mooching off them for 18 plus years so that was one of those things and, and uh got our tickets to johnny mathis and, and engelbert humperdinck oh wow yeah that guy's a player yeah and, and both were <laughs> artists that that the generation of the 50s 60s 70s you know women they were considered crooners right mm-hmm. and you have women just this loving that type of music so yeah, Johnny Mathis Misty. Uh, don't blow it off. Uh, I'll, I'll pick a nice video, and it might be just the record recording because a lot of the ones that I saw on YouTube are him performing live. Uh, maybe if you just hear the song, you know, don't have to worry about you know watching him in a in a ruffled tuxedo, <laughs> you know, and just laughing and seeing you know the hairstyles, you know, immediately <laughs> click off the video because you don't want to listen to it. just listen to the song and. Listen to the lyrics. Yeah. Classic, classic song. I don't know how to follow up Johnny Mathis. <laughs> At all. Well, you no. have to. Yeah, you have to go back. You're probably going to go, I'm going to say, 40 years later. Yep. Uh, yep. So my next pick is from uh, 1996. So I guess that's quite a ways from Johnny Mathis. And a song he would probably never, what? ever sing. Uh, Genuine's Pony from his debut album, The Bachelor. Now, I, c- I can't imagine Johnny Mathis ever singing, If You're Horny, Let's Do It, Ride It, My Pony. Now, <laughs> no. let me, uh, uh, like I said, I'm not prepared on your list. Yeah. Didn't they make an upbeat version of Pony? Uh, there is a, a Miami bass version of Pony. There is a remix of that. Okay, that might be the one that I'm more more familiar with. Uh, there is also another. There's also a Timbaland remix, uh, which is slightly more aggressive. Okay, and that's probably the one that I would hear on the radio. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the slow jam song, Pony. But the original version is very slow. It's around 60, 68 beats per minute. So it's it's pretty slow. You're and talking it is, too technical. And and it's really <laughs> really dirty. So okay, <laughs> yeah. But it's also one of the first songs that uh, people have uh, heard from Timbaland back in the day. Back then, uh, 
He wasn't the huge giant producer that he is today. He was just another part of uh, the Swing Mob, which is kind of like uh, Jodeci's crew. Jodeci. Now that's a that's the group I'm familiar with. Yeah. So he was like a a, a protege of uh, Devante Swing, I believe. Now, do you actually prefer this slow jam version to the Timbaland remix? Yes, I like the slower version. It's uh, it's more true to the uh, the essence of the song. Because mm. the the other remix has just made it more like club like, whereas this was like pretty uh pretty blatant in in uh, its production. So uh, this could also be marked at the time where songs tried to become more club like mm-hmm. in late mid to late nineties. Yeah. To where uh, there was a song that came out from a a, a group of, of of your peeps called uh, uh, "Say You'll Stay" by the group Kai. Oh God. <laughs> Bay Area Bay Area group of Filipino young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Greg. You were trying to be like them. You and your your buddies in Calgary. Oh yeah. Trying to get your Filipino boy band together. Trying to get that R and B. But they on, had a right? song. <laughs> they had a song called "Say You'll Stay," which was a love. You know, it's a slow jam. But they had a remix that they would play on the radio that was just more club like. Mm-hmm. And it was around the same time, and yeah. you'll see that more often now. I think where people will take us slow jam and kind of make it into a mid mid level club song right yeah but uh yeah the, for anyone so, who uh who wants some uh some dirty songs this is the one i'm starting with <laughs> the lyrics are pretty dirty, obvious dirty 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 I mean, it, dirty if you if you don't know what Janine wine's pony is then you you're pretty much out of the loop aren't you <laughs> i think it's uh, uh it's pretty well said in the in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the cover of the the cover of the single also has a pony on it. So. So it must be about horses. I I think so. Awesome. Yeah. Next up for you, sir. Well, this one. Um, next one is Keith Washington with the song "Kissing You" from 1991. Okay, I'm gonna have to look this one up. It is. Now nah, I'm surprised you don't know this one. I mean, you're not that much younger than me. Um, this is from Keith Washington's debut in 1991. It had an album called Make Time for Love. And this is the first release, first single that was released. And man, this guy's got a voice. This guy looks like a suave motherfucker on the cover. And, and basically, that, that was that era where all the R&B groups were trying to be suave. Suave and cool, but he was completely suave. You know, it was it was like the next level from Keith Sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's Keith Sweat was he was suave, but there was a little bit of street in him, right? Yeah. But Keith Washington is all what you would call class, and so uh, it hit number one at the Hot R and B Hip Hop Songs, and then peaked at number forty on the Hot One Hundred. So. You know, it crossed over, but it really didn't cross over, if you know what I'm saying. It crossed oh, over okay. enough to get playtime on your, your non-Quiet Storm R&B stations. Okay. 
you know, so people know it, but you know, probably wasn't as popular because maybe that was a little too boring. It's a little too adult contemporary. Yeah, but it won him a Soul Train Music Award for Best R&B Soul Single for a Male. Okay. And you know, Soul Train Music Awards back then were pretty big. Not even sure how it is now, but it was uh, was big back then. Yeah, I don't think it's as uh, as reputable as it is as it was back in the day. Right. Ever since, ever since uh, Don Cornelius passed away or yeah. stopped appearing on the show. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, when he stopped appearing on the show and they they let the other people host it, I don't think he died. I think he just retired at that time. Yeah, it got a little less interesting for me. Ah, uh, but yeah, make time for love. Oh, that's a good album. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make time to listen to this song. And his second album was released two years later. Oh yeah, yeah, make time for love and his second album, you make it easy. Just okay. some, you know, real good soul ballads. Definitely recommend it. Cool. So, on to you. Okay. Uh, so, again, going back in the 90s way back machine, uh, R. Kelly's Bump and Grind. Uh, way back before he started peeing on girls. Or having girls <laughs> pee on him. Allegedly. Allegedly, right? Allegedly being tell. peed on. You yeah. can't tell that grainy video if it's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before he was talking HD. Before he was trapped in the closet for thirty-three different versions. But um Yeah, this is uh this is classic R. Kelly. And definitely uh not a song you wanna play in front of your parents again. It's uh again similar to similar to Pony where it's kinda dirty. Lyrics aren't horrible. Lyrics aren't horrible, but they do uh they do pretty much um show intent <laughs> very intent clearly for, <laughs> intent for penile penetration that's right <laughs> hey, that's been happening since the beginning of time yeah but uh th- this also crossed over to the to the mainstream as well so this is another one of those r&b songs that crossed over from r&b radio uh to the billboard hot 100 so again it's part of that uh that generation of songs that catches on with everyone even if you don't understand what bump and grind is it's still a catchy song and it gives you a little bit of rhythm to work with <laughs> i remember uh, yeah i remember when r kelly first first debuted i, I looked all over for this song yeah this, uh, it was r kelly in public announcement yeah and they had a new jack swing vibe to it that i really liked but even at all the 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 record places I, I went to, I saw I saw the video on on uh, BET. Mm-hmm. Nobody had heard of it. They were all looking at me like I'm crazy. And it was, she's, she's got, got that, that vibe. Is that yeah? Right? That and I was that is all over awesome for it. song. And it was like months before it it went on sale. So it was one of those scenes where I was David Lau mm-hmm. first, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you saw R. Kelly first, right? Right. I mean, it was, it was literally like nobody knew what I was talking about. I'd go to Star Records in San Jose. Which yep. is where all the DJs pick up their their wax. Yeah, I'd go to to all the what I guess is Rainbow Records, Warehouse, all these stores that are don't exist anymore, and they were just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see it in our catalog, you know, for for up and coming either. And it killed me. Wow. You know, yeah, it was just unusual that you would see something come on coming up on BET with a video, 
And I was in Sacramento when it hit because uh, I was at my grandparents. And so when I got home, I started looking for it. Couldn't find it for, you know, maybe a month. And that's when it started getting the play on the radio. So, you know, props up to BET for putting that on so early. Yep. And uh, th- thank you for letting us know you got your DLJ on and saw R. Kelly first. 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 I, <laughs> I mean, when uh, when DLJ's fearless leader is talking about uh, some B-level idol that we'll never hear of, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of R. Kelly. <laughs> yep. So Hero spotted the talent first. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Yay. Yay for me, 1990s. Yeah. Wait until you know your local record shops. What the fuck is this guy talking about? And, and then seriously, they, they didn't know what I was talking about. Like R. Kelly and public announcement. They had no clue. And it, it wasn't until later that I figured out that public announcement was just kind of like a bunch of backup. Yeah. Backup dancers and stuff. And they were just trying to, to market him, you know, more of the uh, what New Jack Swing style, right? Because New Jack Swing always had like a group. Yeah. At least a trio. AK so. or like a, for example, guy, guys guy, like or, uh, you remember Basic Black. Yep. You know these are everything getting on that new Jack, new Jack tip. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, that's a really good slow jam, and it, again, there are remixes that make it more club. Yes. But, uh, the original version is the one that you should find. So we'll go to my next one, which I don't have a lot to say about it. Okay. Uh, the only reason I don't have a lot to say about it is I didn't really know it too well when it came out. It's a uh, song's called uh, "For You" by Kenny Lattimore. Okay. It came out in 1997. Um, this is what I would call a wedding style song. Yeah, you go to weddings and it's time for the couple's first dance, or maybe it's a, a song that you would play for the. Uh, the memories video during uh, the is, wedding. Is this one you would play for the Filipino money dance? You could. Okay. Uh, Filipino money dances, if people don't know, or well, it's it's not the first dance, right? It's just something that they do at all Filipino weddings. Yeah, it's later on in the evening. It's just like uh, so, the bride and groom will dance with each other first, and then their parents will pin money on them, and then they'll dance with their parents, and then. Uh, for each person who pins money on the bride or the groom, then you get to dance with them for a little while to the next person. Yeah, it's, it's, bas- it's basically like you know, for if my one of my friends got married, I would sit and talk to talk to the bride, well, you know, real briefly too, because they want to they want to get you going so that they get more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a good way if if they're not able to f- come to every table, because <laughs> you know how that gets at at weddings. Yeah. Everybody, get, especially at Filipino weddings, right? There, there might be alcohol consumed. Yep. Yeah. So yep. They, it may take a while getting to, to all those tables, but the the money song, everybody likes to participate. Yeah. And it's almost a, it's almost mandatory. You, you can't opt out of it. Or you could hide. You can hide, but <laughs> not that they're going to notice you. But if your parents are are good friends with the bride or the groom, it's almost mandatory that you do. Where is it. Where is Gregory? Gregory, where are you? (laughs) They're all looking for you because you only have five bucks on you. (laughs) You pin that $5 bill on the girl. (laughs) You only only have a hundred. You're trying to go around to your aunties and uncles and get change. Yep. You have change for a hundred? 
Oh, man. I only need five. But uh, Kenny Lattimore, for you, it's a very nice ballad. Uh, it's probably... It is the latest song on my list. Uh, I definitely recommend that you go listen to it, as I don't have much to say about, you know, the song, my memories of the song, or Kenny Lattimore as an R&B singer. You know, I've heard okay. him, uh, heard of him on these, you know, Quiet Storm uh, stations. Mm-hmm. And this was at the time that I was getting out of R&B. So it's just, uh, you know, I've actually kind of just discovered it just by clicking on things on YouTube. And I had heard it before, but it's when you actually just sit and listen to it that you go, wow, this would be a real good wedding song. So, uh, you know, this this is a little telling for me. 1997, right? Latest mm-hmm. song on my list. I do have one in the honorable mention category that's a little later, but, you know, this is about that time where you stopped hearing slow jams and ballads on, on the radio. Yeah. You know, unless it's easy listening, slow jams and ballads, which are two different things than what we're we're going over. Yeah. So, I'll leave it leave it at that for for that song. Please please click on the video and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Uh. What's your next me. one? I don't recognize this. Okay, so this is probably during your uh, your retirement from R and B. Uh, so this is from uh, Case. A song called Touch Me, Tease Me, featuring Foxy Brown before she went deaf, and uh, Mary J. Blige. It's from the Nutty Professor soundtrack, the very first Eddie Murphy uh, remake of that movie. And it's probably his biggest hit, because I don't think he's ever uh, surpassed this song since. Uh, It features a sample from uh, School E.D., so it's kind of... One of those uh, R&B hip-hop crossover songs, one of the first ones. Okay. But uh, it does have a it does have a bit of a uh, a slow jam vibe to it because it is uh, the sample is slowed down significantly. And uh, the fact that you have Foxy Brown and Ara and Mary J. Blige on it kind of gives it uh, a little bit of a little bit of female cred there. I'm definitely going to have to listen to this later because I'm not familiar with it. I am familiar with Foxy Brown because yeah. she is the ill Nana. Yeah. She's also half Filipino. I did not know that. I remember yeah. she used to always talk about how she was part Asian in her raps, but yeah. you know, I, I couldn't see any of it. Yeah. You know, she looked uh, non-Asian at all. I mean, you know, there's no <laughs> sense of Asian in her look. No, not at all. And I'm not familiar with the case, so yeah, this is definitely something when you, when we when you post this, I'll be listening to it myself. Yeah, it's probably an odd choice for a slow jam since it is kind of a hip hop R and B crossover, but it is uh, it is a pretty good love jam. I I don't uh, I don't think anyone would uh, disagree that the version without Foxy is probably a little bit better, but uh, that's personal preference. So so the actual ballad version would probably be would not have them on uh there's just the part without the rap the rap at the beginning is where foxy shows up uh there is a version that doesn't have the foxy rap which makes it a little bit more uh mainstream uh a little bit more mainstream it just has have mary just, j blige singing the hook so have you decided what you're going to post on the site uh, i posted the one with foxy in it gotcha yeah, but it, it is a good song, but uh, again, you have to kind of 
understand that this is probably where the lines of hip on hip hop and R&B start crossing. So it's not going to be for everyone. Gotcha. So I guess we'll go to my next song. Yep. Going way back again. Way back. It's called Love Ballad by LTD. Jeez, that's 1976. That's a pretty simple uh simple title there. Is yes, it a love it ballad? It is a love ballad and it's okay. more under the the Isley Brothers type uh you know, not the same type of singing style. The uh lead singer at the time for LTD was Jeffrey Osborne who became a well-known solo artist in the R&B genre. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people have heard his song. Uh, his most crossover song was called On the Wings of Love. Uh, Jeffrey Osborne, another deep, deep voice. Uh, very recognizable. Uh, another song that really wasn't on my list at first. You know, It's one of those that I forget because it was before my time. Not something I listened to growing up. But as I've gotten older and appreciated more, you know, just clicking on these, I have, you know, everything's at the at your fingertips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Click on it, and I was listening to it. I'm like, hey, this is the jam. And that's why there's three or four of those songs that have made my list. Yeah, know, the wonders of the interwebs. Oh yeah. But yeah, LTD love ballad. Uh, click it on, listen to it. You're gonna probably want to click on some other LTD songs that they're more of their upbeat funk jams. Uh, I'm sure you'll probably like that. Look up Jeffrey Osborne. A lot of, lot of good slow jams back in the days. Back in 1976, when I was born. So 76, yeah. See, I didn't yeah. listen to the music back then. You know, I so, didn't know what music was because I was coming out of the womb. Yeah, so all these songs, <laughs> like, like Love Ballad would have been one of those that I would have heard on the you know, going way back hour or something like that. Uh, they would probably play it on the, on the, on the uh, Quiet Storm Oh yeah, uh, stations, you know. But this would get a backseat to the current stuff that they're playing. You know, mm-hmm. most of uh, the Bay Area stations I had yep. would have like a ten to ten to eleven, maybe ten to midnight shows where they would yep. play love jams. This would be one of them. Okay. So Wait. let's go on to your next one. Jodeci. Yes, I recognize them. Yes, Jodeci, a group that Hero recognizes. I don't recognize the song, though. You don't recognize Freakin' You? No. From their the show, the After Party, the Hotel album. Uh, probably their most uh, highest-selling album. Really? Yes. More than Forever, My Lady? More than Forever, My Lady, wow. and more than uh, oh, the one before it. I can't remember what the hell the, the yeah, it's song diary, is. Diary of a Mad... Diary of a Mad Band. Although, although Diary of a Mad Band has another sh- sweet slow jam, which is a cover of uh, Stevie Wonder's Lately. That is the shit. If you can find the unplugged version of that, uh, Casey just goes nuts on the ad-libs. It's a, it's a really good slow jam. But uh, this one is, uh, I think, the one song that got Jodeci into the mainstream, much like a lot of these other songs. Uh, it just has that... Uh, it's still dirty, but it still has that, that mainstream appeal that I think a lot of people in the 90s were really appreciated. Because it, it it wasn't like, hey, this is R&B. It's like, this is a damn good slow song. And again, if you don't know what Freaking You is about, um, you probably should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm seeing that you're picking a lot of dirty songs. Yeah, I'm, pick, I'm picking a lot of dirty songs because those, those are the songs I listened to when I was when I was uh, in my youth. That probably that explains would... a lot about how I uh, how I see idols as well, right? Because <laughs> all yes. these songs, all these songs with all these dirty lyrics, influence how I see other things in life, right? Oh yes. Yeah, but damn if that is not a damn good song. And I don't know who the woman in the video is, but she's hot. I don't see anything on here that could tell me. Uh, I have Wikipedia. I, yeah, you, you, I have no idea who the woman is, but that that woman is fine. And it's a it's a damn good video, and a damn good song. All right, well, it's another one that I'll have to have to listen to. Which uh, goes to my I'm gonna skip my next pick because I'm gonna do that last. It, okay. it, it comes up. It comes up alphabetically as my next pick, but I'm going to skip okay. it. And I'm going to go to another oldie song. Okay. Just made my list today. Holy shit! It's "Turn Off the Lights" by Teddy Pendergrass. Wow. Uh, came out in 1979. Now, Teddy Pendergrass would be uh, an earlier generation's generation's version of Johnny Gill. Basically, whenever he sings, the women's clothes just start coming off. Panties start flying towards the stage. Panties start, well, I'm not have to even talk about the stage. You put you, t- you put turn off the lights on. Yeah. Panties drop. You get all yes. You know, get all okay. freaky deaky. Okay. I was listening to it today just to make sure. I was like, would this make my list? And afterwards, I was like, yes, this this makes the list. This is the, this is the jam. So yes, not a wedding song. <laughs> not unless it's a this certain is, kind of wedding. This is more of a you know background music while you're getting getting funky. And I don't mean getting funky in the dance floor sense. I'm talking about hip thrusting, <laughs> bouncing that headboard against the wall. <laughs> Sweet. That type of stuff. That type of stuff. That type so, of yeah, action. Definitely a uh, a song that I, I would hear. I actually had heard this all the time on the Slow Jam Hour. Really? So, so it's it, a mainstay. It, it falls into the... Uh, between the sheets, Isley Brothers type song. You know, I was oh, okay. familiar with it. Just wasn't influenced on it back then. Okay. You know, as I mature, then you, you realize, oh wow, this was a good song. Why did I think of this? You know, it's all about it's all about your era, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why the more the late eighties, nineties are more my my listening. This is you know, I was nine years old when this came out, so I didn't yeah. know much about Teddy Pendergrass except I know that he got in a car accident, you know, later mm-hmm. in his career. And that's about it. That's that's what I want to say for this song. Please click on it and watch the panties fly. <laughs> watch it with your lady. Watch it with your lady, please. Or or if you are of the uh, of the uh, same sex thing, watch it with your partner. Watch it with your real doll. <laughs> watch it with your tenga. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to my next choice, Silk. Freak me. Uh, Silk came in, coming out of the uh, Keith Sweat camp. Yes, so, I am familiar with that. He's so also singing background. Yes. Uh, this was written by Keith Sweat, actually, along with a few other people, and produced by Keith Sweat. And this is uh, Silk's greatest hit. I don't think they ever released anything else that was even close to the success of this song. Um, funny thing about this song is, like, the, the lead singer guy is totally in love with his own voice. 
So like when he's going off going, baby, don't stop and, you know, freak me and lick me up and down. He's probably talking about himself, but. Uh, is this is this apparent in the music video? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Totally. Totally. But uh, from that aside, it's still a really good slow jam. It's been covered a couple of times, actually. Really? Um, the most well-known cover is by a British boy band called Another Level. So if, if you can uh, find the cover of that, that's pretty... It's pretty rare, but I actually have it. Uh, I think I played it on Selective Hearing Radio a few years ago. But uh, yeah, it the uh, boy band cover is kind of crappy, but the original version is just like straight up sex. Like if yes. if you like Keith Sweat, like any of Keith Sweat slow jams is exactly like any of the Keith Sweat stuff. Except it's and just one guy singing about licking up and down and getting freaky. Yes, that is a good song. Excellent yeah. song. Uh, yeah. That actually, did that make my, that did not make my honorable mention list, but it was on it, but, on my original you know, list that I was. The the chorus, you could probably get away with saying it to your significant other. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I, I can't say it's guaranteed that they will respond positively, but you can try. Yeah, you, I think that's the difference between me and you on these on these, these this list. Is mine were a little bit more non in your face, and yours are just non discreet. Non discreet. What I want, please give. It's pretty direct, huh? Yes. <laughs> give me some action, baby, right? Yeah. So that leads me to my uh, second to last song. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this one. It's uh, Tony Terry with you, 1991. Uh, let me look that up. So this one is falls under that wedding song category. Uh, maybe just a little level below. It's, it's just a very nice ballad. Uh, Tony Terry wasn't around too long in the what we call the top mainstream R&B, uh, but this is his. This was his masterpiece. Uh, he had a couple others that were good songs, but uh, this is the one that everybody will remember. Uh, one of those reasons why I know it's not that great is I can't find it on karaoke. I do not believe I've, I've found it yet because it's a not easy song to sing, but it's not super hard. And so, you know, if there's like girls in the room, you could just sing it to them and just, uh, you know, get a few giggles out of them or something like that. I gotta look this up because there's not a lot of, uh, information on this person. That tells you it wasn't around too long. Uh, you know, I'll link the I'll link a good video for you for the he's, site. He's listed on Wikipedia as nineteen ninety hit nineteen nineties one hit wonders, and also for having a high top fade. He did. He did have a fine high top fade. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one of the products of the nineties. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't call him a one hit wonder. I guess if you look at uh, overall. Uh, for for the Hot 100, I guess. But I, I, I'm looking at his list of songs, and I remember Lovey Dovey. I remember Everlasting Love, which was like a follow-up to, to With You. Uh, I remember She's Fly. So, you know, they were there. It's just uh, With You is the one that mainstream America would remember. 
you know, kind of says he's listed as a new Jack Swing artist, but I don't know if I ever considered him that. Okay. Okay, so what's your, Rod, your last pick now? So my last pick for side A is Janet Jackson's Anytime, Anyplace, uh, which was remixed by R. Kelly for her uh, remix album, which is pretty hard to find these days. But uh, if you can find it, it's a damn good remix. It's way better than the original, which was on her Janet album. Uh, this is uh, during Janet Jackson's, uh, I guess, horny phase. <laughs> oh, well, okay, now I see the cover. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I remember this cover because it was very controversial. Yes. Uh, this this was definitely during Janet Jackson's horny phase. This and the uh, the velvet rope, I would consider her uh, her dirty phase. But uh, the the original is okay, but the remix does so much uh, so much better work on pretty much enhancing what she wants you to do. <laughs> and uh, anytime, any place, pretty much means she wants to get down. Anytime, any place. And uh, you know, it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty racy song, and it's a pretty racy video. I somehow kind of remember this. You do remember it? It's it's weird because like her brother, I yeah. kind of stopped listening to her after a certain album. Yeah. It's just like for me, Michael Jackson. I stopped listening after Thriller. Okay. Everybody likes to rave about Bad. I just kind of didn't like a lot of the stuff. And it's just like Janet Jackson. I pretty much stopped listening after Rhythm Nation 1814. Oh, this... Yeah, Rhythm Nation was a completely different beast compared to this. Yeah, I I remember that's the way love goes. Yeah. Because, like, every song on on this album was basically about sex. And rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, look at the titles. Shit. Grooves. But, uh... Yeah, if you listen to the lyrics of this song, it's pretty direct. Much like all the other songs that I've listed in my uh, side A so far. Interesting. Yes, uh, I'm going to have to listen to that one. It's it's interesting on the list. I'm going to have to listen to like half your list. (laughs) I don't even know if I'm going to recognize. I know I'm going to recognize the Janet Jackson song. I I don't know if I'm going to recognize the other ones that i wasn't familiar with mm-hmm. and you know hey you know we grew up pretty much the same era it just shows you how musical tastes are sort of different even though we do listen to the same type of music mm-hmm. you know it's just like uh we can even do that with idols yeah you know, we listen to the same type but there's a lot of stuff that you probably listen to a lot more than i do mm-hmm. probably because you're willing to do the work yeah and i'm just too lazy to you know, I haven't even watched any of the videos from the last two or three AKB singles. Um, you know, that's the group that I like. <laughs> so, well, what too, type of too busy fan? watching Robo Musume, That's why. No, that, that's that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since uh, I think you've done all yours, yep, I'm gonna do my last pick, and yep. I'm gonna I'm going to first. I will name the pick. And yep. then I'm gonna actually. I don't even know if I have time to do the whole thing, but I'm just gonna say a few lyrics in the in the uh, voice of Manny Pacquiao. Okay. Because if if you guys don't know the story, in Japan they 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 tricked me into going to karaoke. 
Yes. And I actually did sing half a song in Manny Pacquiao's voice. And that is on video, by the way, on Selective Hearing. And it's uh, it's just something that I like to do because, well, Manny Pacquiao has a hobby of singing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a lot of people when they sing, their accents disappear. You know, those who don't speak perfect English. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Manny's case, that is that is not the case. No, it's more enhanced when he sings. It, it's it's very enhanced, and it sounds like Manny Pacquiao singing. Yeah. So first of all, is my pick. It's called "The First Time" from Surface. Mm, it was good group. Uh, released in 1990. Uh, this is another great wedding song, a great video song to put those video collages. Yep. And uh, it's, it's it's another very good song to sing in the Manny Pacquiao. Uh, voice, but I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to speak it in the Manny Pacquiao he's gonna voice. Rap. He's going to rap it to you, ladies. Not even a rap. <laughs> and I, I guess when you hear me do it, you'll understand why this is such a good song. Okay. So, so here we go. I'm just. It's just going to be. I'm just going to read a. You're going to have to watch the video, and then you're going to have to listen to the way I say it. Okay. So basically, it's like a poem now. The first time I looked into your eyes, I cried. Do you remember the first time we fell in love? You looked into my eyes, wiped the tears away, the first time when we fell in love. And that's all I have time to do. You know? <laughs> oh, man, that's awful. It is. But I mean, I'm can keep... you imagine doing the whole song? Ah. <sighs> I could sing it, but it doesn't sound good without the uh, without the music. The, in the, the music, yeah, yeah. Because then, if and this is on karaoke too, so yeah. it's something something that we could do <laughs> as a project. One day. One day. All right. But yes, the reason it sounds so good with the the Manny Pacquiao voice, well, it probably didn't record as well. But the P's and F's. <laughs> There's a lot of P's and F's in this. In that. Yeah. That, that bunch of lyrics that I just read. <laughs> but yes, um, on a serious note, Surface the First Time will probably be one of the one of the better wedding tunes out there. Oh, you know, I skipped one. <laughs> yes, you did. So go to your I second last. Did, you did you skip did you, one. Did I, I skipped one completely. Hold on. One, two, yes, three, there's, five, there's, six, there's seven, one right above it that you skipped, and, and yeah. it's a very good song. Did very you, good song. Uh, did you, you didn't skip it, or do you have nine, or... Well, I skipped Johnny Gill because we have the That's same right. same we, pick. We have the same thing. Okay, so <laughs> the one I skipped is another great wedding song. Yes. It's by one of the masters of the ballads. It's uh, The song is called Here and Now by Luther Vandross, 1989. Everyone should know this. Everyone should know this. Everyone should know this, and I believe this was skinny Luther Vandross. Oh, okay. And, and for people who don't understand, and we're not trying to be real mean to a guy who's deceased... But the joke around the genre, you know, well, I'll, I'll say it, black comedians, mm-hmm. was there were two different Luther Vandrosses. Yeah. There was fat Luther Vandross and skinny Luther Vandross. Yeah. And it seemed like every other album, he would change his look. And yeah, I, I, guess, I, yeah. My personal saying that it may have contributed to his past, early passing, mm-hmm. you know, because the body's not meant to go up in weight and you know he was a heavier guy and then all of a sudden get skinnier to to where he was you know because he looked real good in a, I think it was Give Me a Reason Give Me the Reason was the one where he was real thin yeah 
I'm, I'm clicking it on right now. That was the one where you, where you thin down. Yeah. And uh, here and now. I think he was. Here and now, I think he was still skinny. Was he still skinny? I'm or he might have been. He might have been hefty Luther. I don't. I mean, this guy's had so many albums and so many good R and B songs. It's like you lose track. It's he's hard, also hard to... uh, one of the most sampled R and B artists as well. Yeah, it, it's so hard to uh, yeah. to pick one Luther Vandross song that's so great. I had to pick this one. Surprised you didn't put Endless Love on here, man. I do not like his version of Endless Love. It's not a bad song. It's just there's certain songs I don't believe need to be remade. And I'm fine with the original, which is you know Lionel Richie and, and uh, Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. But he did one with uh, Mariah Carey, right? Yep. It, it, I've, I'm just not a fan of, of people doing covers less than 25 years <laughs> later or something okay that, that's just my my personal personal reasons all right so let's uh let's quickly get to your honorable mentions i have none so honorable mentions i don't want to go really too into it just just list them off just for the the sake of having them there sure uh 98 degrees i do cherish you 1999 another good wedding song uh not my only boy boy group song on this, uh, but for a boy group, it's a real nice ballad. Uh, mm-hmm. Two of them from Atlantic Star, one from 1987 called Always, another good wedding song, and maybe even a better wedding song because this almost made my list, uh, 1992's Masterpiece. Uh, after that, it'll be Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You from 1994, and I'm going to switch my voice all of a sudden to the quiet storm voice next up is damage with forever from 1996 uh damage is a what would you call a uh, british group i believe yep um i don't remember hearing it too much on the radio but a real good song you should uh, check that out it was also redone by a boy another boy group around the same time i think uh after that key sweat i'll give all my love to you 1990 Pebbles, always from 1990. Uh, Pebbles is part of the La Face uh, army. <laughs> yep. And then one more surface song, Shower Me With Your Love from 1989. All these that you can hear on the quiet storm of selective hearing. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that, that rounds up uh, the honorable mention. These, these songs almost got into the list, but I wanted oh. to keep it down to 10. I do have one. I guess I do have one honorable mention that I actually have in the post, but isn't listed on the uh, the document here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, where was it? Quincy Jones. Secret so, Garden. Secret Garden. Oh, damn! Yes. Good song. So good. Uh, I know a lot good of people. Song and has a lot of good singers. I know a lot of people might not uh, like, kind of like the cheesy. Uh, very white intro, but that makes the song, man. Yeah. How could you, how could you not like that intro? And then you got like uh, you got El DeBarge, and you got like all these other great R and B singers just like saying they want to plow you. It's it's great. Yeah, and actually, Barry White didn't make any of our our lists, but man, yeah. that's another guy that just like you hear back in the day. Yep. You know, women hear his voice, and, and he looked like a 
What did he look like? He, he looked like a linebacker, man. He looked like a linebacker, but he also looked like a. You ever seen? You ever watch the Inhumans? Yes. Read the Inhumans from Fantastic Four. Yeah. He kind of looked like Lockjaw, the dog. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Because you know he just had a real big, strong face, yeah, like jaw and stuff. Uh, I mean, what do you call a Saint Bernard? Yes. That's I mean when I saw, when I used to see Barry White, I'd go, well, he looks like Saint Bernard. And no disrespect to the deceased Barry White. No, no, no disrespect because his voice sounded like this. Because I'm just not going to tell you a secret. It's just not any secret. You know, it'd be like that. Yeah, and that is probably the least the least sexually direct song in my list. Strangely enough. <laughs> Interesting, but yeah, 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 that that song was excellent because you had Quincy Jones was a great producer at that time. Yeah. I don't know what he's done recently, but you had I'll Be Sure, yeah. James Ingram, who had also. Real good ballad songs, but they didn't qualify for my list because they were kind of like – more of his ballads were kind of like, uh, you know, the whiny – not whiny, but you know what I mean? Like the regret ballads. Oh, like like Brian McKnight's first album. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's stuff that's still good to hear and you like to listen to it, but it's more of the mixtape that you give to that girl that that broke up with you or something like yeah. that. You know, like yeah. uh, I Don't Have the Heart by James Ingram, you know, or Just Once. Just Once is like a – just a classic – classic slow jam but it's basically talking about a you know an old relationship it's like or making making a relationship work it's like those songs are like please dude shut the fuck up have a drink and go have a one night stand right is it <laughs> and we could do a list for that later <laughs> yep yeah that that is a great song that is an awesome song very very hard to find these days but uh I, i'm pretty sure if you search uh, your local record shop, where it might be on iTunes. I don't know how much of Quincy Jones's catalog is on iTunes, but or you can look at Amazon Prime or one of those other services. You should be able to find it. Or just favorite these songs on your YouTube playlist. Yeah, and then use YouTube to MP3 to uh, convert it. <laughs> or just have your laptop on when you're grooving. That's right. Grooving in the background. All right. Cool. So... Moving on to side B, uh, these are the songs that are less likely to get you laid or get you loving or put you in the doghouse, but something that you should play uh, if you're a little bit more ambitious. So, uh, Senpai, uh, it's up to you again to start. Well, first of all, I want to say that my list is completely different. It's more of a parody list. Mm-hmm. It's more these songs that I picked are very direct. <laughs> it's just like it's like my first list. <laughs> yeah, it's basically that's why I thought when I saw some of your lists, I was like, wow, shouldn't this be on the second list? But I didn't want to ruin the spoiler to of the second list. Yeah. But yes, uh so my picks are very uh, uh forward. <laughs> forward. They're they yep. are not romantic slow jams. But my first list is still romantic, but not this romantic. Yes, my matter. I'm actually gonna say the song. Yeah. And I'm gonna read some lyrics from the song, just so you get an idea. Okay. And I'm not gonna do it in the Manny Pacquiao voice, so it'll be be uh, much more easier to understand. Not that Manny Pacquiao is hard to understand. <laughs> or no, is of he? course not. <laughs> oh, or is he? Okay, so my first pick on this list, and I only have five songs, five or six songs. And this this group actually has th- three picks. 
So the first one is Me So Horny from 1989 and it's two live crew. So here's my sample line from this and tell me that you know, you're not going to make some good waves with the woman that you're with if you play this. You can say I'm desperate, even call me perverted, but you say I'm a dog when I leave you fucked and deserted. I'll play with your heart just like it's a game. I'll be blowing your mind while you're blowing my brains. I'm just like that man they call Georgie Puddin' Pie. I fuck all the girls and I make them cry. I'm like a dog in heat, a freak without warning. I have an appetite for sex because me so horny. That's it. Nice, nice little clap from Greg. Yep. Uh, this is what you call horny rap, <laughs> which Two Live Crew was so good at. They excelled at it. They excelled at it, and it was something that you kind of didn't want to listen to. Well, 89, I was already an adult, right? But when mm-hmm. their first album came out, you wanted to listen to it, but you didn't want your parents hearing it. Because <laughs> they'd be like, what are you listening to? <laughs> this is dirty, dirty Miami rap. Yeah. Not a ballad. But Two Live Crew was real good because they had all the, the, the samples. Yeah. You know, for me, they, they might be the group that I remember that had samples first. I mean, so many samples. But yes, those were some fine lyrics. Yeah. Totally. Very appropriate. So, very appropriate. Very appropriate for a romantic evening out with your significant other. Well, it's not for the evening out. It's it's for the dessert after. That's right. This is what you'd be not playing in the bedroom. <laughs> what do you mean okay. not playing? Well, you may not get what you want if you play that. <laughs> Unless she's a hood rat. Yeah. Uh, so to a follow-up, Hero's uh, very eloquent reading of Two Life Crew. Uh, I'm going to start off with Tenacious D. Now, Tenacious D are a comedy music act made up of Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Um, most of you know who Jack Black is. If you don't, look him up. <laughs> you really should know who Jack Black is. He's been in a shit ton of movies. So, uh, this is from... I can't remember which album this song is from. They have, have more than one album? Yes, they have more than one album. I thought it was just a one-shot deal with the movie. No, this is like this is his side project. Wow. This is like Chris Jericho and Fozzie. They no. just have tons of albums, but no one really pays attention. Other than hardcore fans. Uh, but this is uh, Fuck Her Gently. <laughs> okay. It's an acoustic ballad. And I'm going to read you... Some of the, some of the brilliant lyrics. Um, I'm just gonna read you the, the chorus because I think that pretty much gets to the point. So the chorus is: I'm going to fuck you softly. I'm going to screw you gently. I'm going to hump you sweetly. I'm gonna ball you discreetly. There you go. So romantic. So romantic. I mean, 
I don't know if you if you write that on a fucking Hallmark card. I'm pretty sure you'll you'll just get tons of ass. It could be on a Hallmark card. It could be on the wall of a restroom stall. Yep. Hell, you could put it on the table in your local diner. I don't know what type of diners you have in Calgary, but <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to see them in my part of Southern California. We should write that shit on the tables at the AKB Cafe. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not into defacing property. <laughs> put it on the Sashi toilet wall. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no? No. We might know some people who would do that, but I'm not one of them. Okay. But uh, so romantic. Well, if you really want romance, here's another one from the two live crew. This is from 1986, so if you can imagine, this album was considered obscene. And rightfully so, but 1986, I was a, I think I was a freshman or or sophomore when this came out. And boy, everybody wanted this tape. And the song is called, We Want Some Pussy. So here I go. I'm the Peter Piper of the 1980s. Got a long, hard dick for all of the ladies. I don't care if you got three babies. You can work the stick in my Mercedes. If you want to blow, just let me know. We can go backstage at the end of the show. I'll look at you, and you will look at me with my dick in my hands as you fall to your knees. You know what to do, because I won't say please. Just nibble on my dick like a rat does cheese. <laughs> oh, ah, this, this could be spoken word, right, in a coffee shop? Yes, you realize this is tame by today's standards. It probably was, but in 1986. Yeah. I mean, this group, I mean, nobody knew who they were, you know, because all, all the way in California, right? Yeah. You know, you have different different sounds. You know, this was the uh, Two Live Crew, Luke Skywalker and Two Live Crew, as they were known back then, was what you call the Miami bass. Yeah. And it, all of a sudden, it, I don't even know how I heard about it, uh, you know, because they're not going to play it on the radio much, not not mainstream radio, but somebody had the tape and then everybody was trying to get it. And you'd have to, this is one of those, you couldn't find it in the record store, in the normal section. You had to go ask the register to get that. They had to put all the 18 and over explicit lyrics from, from, from the behind the counter. And it was basically Luke Skywalker that caused that, uh, that warning label that you see, mm-hmm. right? Explicit lyrics. Yep. But uh, yeah, Too Live is What We Are is that album was groundbreaking. And, uh, yeah, you guys are going to have fun listening to this music. I, I actually, uh, one of my friends at the restaurant, Yeah, uh, she's 22. Yeah. I had asked her, you know, she, she, she's into clubs and stuff like that. And I just said, oh, have you ever heard of this group? And she said, no, I've never heard of it. And I think I was, uh, I played Throw the D. Yeah. Or Get a Girl. Yeah. And she had never heard it, but she really liked the beats. Yeah. And then basically that's why it was so they were so popular too because the beats and the sampling just made it to where you wanted to listen. And then when you hear the lyrics, you're like, oh my god, these lyrics are just bad. But it <laughs> yeah. all flowed together. So yes, I, I, I recommend reading these poems to your ladies <laughs> one on Valentine's. Yeah. The best of two live crew. 
Uh, so I'm going to follow this up uh, with a production crew called the Out Here Brothers. Uh, they're probably most famous in North America for producing DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's Summertime. Which was an excellent song. But this is not Summertime. Oh. Uh, they have their own their own outfit under their production group name. And they were known as uh, uh, Hip Hop slash House. So Hip House was the... Uh, the subgenre that they uh, they followed. Uh, it was somewhat popular in the late 90s, early 2000s, but it kind of died off uh, as the the sound got really, really played out. But uh, one of their most famous songs is called Boom, Boom, Boom. And I will read you the first verse uh, in... in the best straight voice that I can, because I might laugh while I'm reading this. Okay, let me compose myself. All right. So the first verse of Boom, Boom, Boom. If I cannot sleep with you, maybe I could have a taste. Put your nani on my tongue and your booty on my face. If I cannot sleep with you, maybe I could have a taste. Put your nani on my tongue and your booty on my face. Now, if, if that doesn't scream romance, I don't know what does. So what if they're not into that? Not the music. Just putting the nani on the face. I guess you're out of luck. You know, because there's some girls that they just think that they're, they're, they're embarrassed to do that. Well, they're uh, out of luck. They're... <laughs> <laughs> no one wins in that case. No one wins. That's uh, true, but I mean, they're more out of luck if that's the case. Because <laughs> I don't I get anything out of that, right? That's true. I mean, I may get something out of it, but the the, the actual act is... They well, they, 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 you may have to recite some of those two live crew lyrics then. That's true. And they're the, yeah. but since they don't know two live crew, they'll be like, uh, that's just gross. <laughs> all um, right well let's see if i could follow that up that was pretty good actually i i put myself on pause uh mute mm-hmm. to, to play that song and, and as soon as the first thing i was like oh i remember that song now yep i just don't remember the lyrics too much or i don't remember the name out here brothers but as soon yep. as the, the as soon as the the, the song came on it's like oh yep. i know this one yep yeah and i know this sure. next one that you uh you have listed here Yes, then the next one I have listed is actually a good slow jam. However, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, it's a good slow jam. It's just I didn't think it was proper for my first list. It, I don't know. The, would... the lyrics themselves are ruining the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, <laughs> true. The lyrics ruin it, but I'm, what I'm saying is the actual groove of, of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you weren't listening, paying attention to the lyrics, and you're just like, you know, driving and listening to it, it's a, it's a nice slow groove. Mm-hmm. But it's the type of lyrics that that's the why it doesn't stand the test of time. Yeah. You remember it because you know, you were listening to this type of music back in the day. Mm-hmm. But we're not gonna hear it on the radio station anymore. And for good reason. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's just it's not one of those that stands the test of time. Yeah. Uh the group is as yet. The song is Last Night from nineteen ninety six. This is a real short one, so Mm-hmm. So it's, last night I was inside of you, last night while making love to you, I saw the sun, the moon, 
the mountain and the rivers. I saw heaven when I made sweet love to you, baby. Now, I'd like just to say something about these lyrics. Completely obvious, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're making love to a woman, you're inside of her. <laughs> you know There's no you way are. around that. <laughs> so, you know, they're just trying to get something that fits in there. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm now, pretty sure this is what you're going to say to Obamina, right? No, the the sweet. <laughs> See, nobody gets this joke, but there, there's a there's a there's a going back and forth between myself and Greg on online, and there are certain idols that I would think that I think are are, are cute or good looking, and that the the term that I use is I would make sweet sweet love to you, <laughs> or I would make sweet sweet love to her, not just I would make love to her, I would make sweet sweet love to her, and, and Obamina falls in that category, even though Greg always makes fun of her lack of a neck so he says but i i've seen her i've seen her in gravier pictures i've seen her on tv she has a neck i've seen her up close she has no neck <laughs> i saw her up close too dummy <laughs> she has a neck no neck <laughs> so yeah so those lyrics are pretty pretty obvious and then here's here's my definition i saw the moon the sun mm-hmm. the moon the mountains of the river and i saw heaven that tells me that's exactly what he's seeing when he's freaking exploding in her right it's like Whoa, and it just goes like in, in, in two seconds the sun moon mountains and the rivers and heaven he sees the white light is that right? sees it's, the pearly it's like, gates it's, it's like the movies where you see your life go in front of you right before you know like in armageddon yeah where he sees everything from the the birth of his child until he you know when he what does he do he detonates the uh, he blows up the asteroid blows up the yeah blows up the yeah. asteroid sorry yeah. for the spoiler if you haven't seen armageddon but tough <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that movie came out over 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a good song, not a great song because of those direct lyrics. Well, they're they're direct, but they're very cheesy. Which is why it's hasn't stand the test of time. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be so bad if uh, if the lyrics weren't so obviously cheesy. So what are you going to follow up that up with? I'm looking at your list. And oh, sure it's, it's tough. But uh, I'm going to go with the dog father here. Snoop Dogg. Sexual Eruption. Which I'm not familiar with. <laughs> it's a, it's an 80s uh, throwback jam. I, I'm familiar with Sexual Eruption. <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, familiar with the song called yeah. Sexual Eruption. Yeah, the song is a 80s throwback jam. It's like... Uh, it's like those uh, Zapp and Roger songs. Oh, so. gotcha. It's probably samples some famous songs, probably. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. This is uh, this is pretty bad. Hey, the, bad uh, is what we're we're doing right now. I don't know if any of the lyrics are as bad as as yet. Bad, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But uh, I will try to do my best to read the, the hook and the first chorus. So, this song starts with, I'm gonna take my time. She gonna get hers before I. I'm gonna take it slow. I'm not gonna rush the stroke. So she can get a sexual eruption. And then it repeats after that for the entire chorus. 
I'd yeah. like to make an issue. It's it's usually the guy who has the eruption. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So maybe he wasn't thinking so hard when he made those lyrics. <laughs> maybe he was smoking something. That's true. <laughs> but uh, th- those are the wise, uh, wise romantic words of Snoop Dogg. Ah, yes, I, I've actually saw Snoop Dogg recently uh, on TV as I was at the gym. So you yep. know how they have the TVs running? I, he's on that reality show about his uh, son being recruited or his football season. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Pretty scary to see somebody that we grew up with in that. And now as a kid, he's well, I think he's in college now, but at the time that they were filming. So it's just kind of true. Because yeah, I guess his son was one of the more recruited football players. Uh College recruits. I think, uh, I want to say, a, might be a Las Vegas high school, might be a local LA high school. Not sure since I'm not familiar with all the names. Okay, so we'll go on to, to my next pick. The next song is uh, Do Me, 1990 by Belle DeVoe. Now, these lyrics that I've chosen kind of echo possibly something that we could see our fearless leader saying to an idol. <laughs> oh, I could totally see this. I, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say names, so that's just why I use the moniker fearless leader. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. Backstage, underage, adolescent. How you doing? Fine, she replied. I sighed. I'd like to do the wild thing. Action took place. Kind of wet. Don't forget. The J, the I, the M, the M, the Y, y, y'all. I need a body bag. Oh, yeah. That is is Fearless Leader going out and talking to (laughs) idols. Yeah, pretty much. Except, I don't think Fearless Leader is that vulgar. But the first half, I can totally picture it. Oh, yeah. The first... uh... Yeah. The first two. Because he yeah. would want to take them out to Honey Toast. Yeah. Or maybe to Crepes. But I don't think he... I'm not sure he has impure thoughts. I don't think the wild thing would be in his mind. Right. <laughs> the only thing he's grasping at night is 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 not a not an underage idol. Well, he's grasping the J, the I, the M, the M, the Y. But... <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Uh, that, that that was a wide opening. Uh, uh, he and you don't need the body bag. He's got the body pillow. That's right. Uh, so how can I follow that up? Uh, I'm looking at your list. You got some pretty well. They're ones that I don't know, but if they're anything like everything that you've been saying, uh, we're gonna go with. Let's see, David Banner, fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see, the the first thing is the guy's name's David Banner. So when I think of David Banner, I think of Bill Bixby and the Incredible Hulk. Okay. So, I mean, seriously, I had to look this guy up because I was like, who the hell, why why would they name him David Banner? That can't be his real name. And sure enough, it's a stage name. Yeah. And it's, it's in homage to the character from... From the TV show Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So, is he a rapper? Is he R and B? What What is he? He's a rapper. Okay, so it's a rapper 
this as a rap song or is he one of those rap singers like uh who's that one guy not common <sighs> you'll know who I be. he's he's pretty mainstream everybody's heard of him but he, he's a, a rap Con- singer Kanye what was it not Kanye Kanye is barely a rapper You know, I'll think about it after the show. I'm sorry I wasted this point, but it's it's somebody that everybody knows that he he always has feuds with people, and he's kind of like an R&B rapper. Chris Brown? No. It's, it's a single name. A single Drake. Word. Drake, that's it. Yeah. Because uh, Drake sings in his songs, right? Yeah. But he also raps. Yes. Yeah, see, so I thought maybe that's what David Banner is. Oh, no. David Banner's just a straight-up rapper. Uh, he's got an R&B singer called uh, Jazzy Faye uh, doing Jazzy the hook. Faye, okay. Yeah. Please, um, step to the mic. Step to the mic. Hmm. So, I'll, I'll read some, uh, some lyrics from the second verse. Here we go. Let the boys make love. Let me fuck you from the back. Hair pulling hot wax. They don't. They won't do it like that. They can't do it like this. They won't tie you by your wrist and spank you. Your little sexy ass come quick. <laughs> there you go. I'd also like to take issue. Okay. He's a rapper. Yes. He just said little sexy ass. Mm-hmm. That that just doesn't that doesn't exist in in rap. Because they all these like days. big butts. Big butts and they cannot lie. <laughs> well, this guy's a little bit more uh, debonair, Main- I guess. He's more mainstream. Well, not mainstream, but I'm sure he's just trying f- to follow the LL Cool J uh, route of love jams. Mm. Yes, that was pretty direct. Yep. Okay, so my next one, it's only a small little snippet. Uh, I'm not even sure if you're familiar with this one. I- I've heard it a few times. I'm more familiar with the original version. The song is called Uh Ah. Oh, yeah, I know this Sequel version. 1991 by Boys to Men. So this is the... It's it's basically the the hook is the same as the original version of Uh Ah, but the the song is more... They they even slowed it even more, right? It made it more nastier. Sure. Yeah, so here's here's the little snippet. After my, uh, I will comment. In a minute, we'll be finished. Was I all that you hoped and dreamed? Was I strong enough to make you feel me? Did I dig too, too deep in your mind? Okay. So first of all, <laughs> in a minute, we'll be finished. Not impressive. <laughs> Now, I know they, they probably mean that they've been going for a few hours and in a minute they'll be finished, but that's not something that you want to put in such type of lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe in an hour we'll be in the shower or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the was I hope you, was I all that you hoped and dreamed? Never ask a girl that. They'll tell you if they feel that way. Okay? And then, it, then here's the, the, the last two lines. They contradict themselves. Was I strong enough to make you feel me? Okay. Once again, you don't ask that. Or did I dig too deep in your mind? So basically, he's asking the girl, was he strong enough? But then he said, did I dig too deep in your mind? Which means he was banging hard to, to, so that she could feel it in her throat or her skull. 
So that that's just a question he probably shouldn't have asked. <laughs> but yeah, not romantic at all. <laughs> but yeah, uh-uh. Both the original version and the sequel version, kind of a kind of a quasi love jam due to the lyrics. Not the best boys to men song. No, and the 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 original album that uh, uh came off of was their their uh, debut album, Coolie High Harmony. Mm-hmm. Excellent, top to bottom. Even with this original version of uh, uh you know, they were just doing a different concept. Yeah, you know, bottom line, it probably got some panties off. Yeah, but sure. it's not the type it wouldn't make my side A. Yeah. And it's making my side B because of you know the parody of lyrics. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's in your court. Bloodhound gang. Uh I gotta bad, this one again. The bad touch. Bloodhound uh, gang. I, I believe this is the video that inspired Barry's Kobo's UK UK monkey dance. Oh then it can't be good, because I can't stand yeah. that song. <laughs> really? Once, once you see the video, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you watching it? Te- no, no, but I just can't believe that something like that. That's in my mind. They're very similar videos. When did that come out? Oh, that's what that song's called. Yeah, that's the. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. You, I I never knew that. Th- I, I saw this video for the first time a month ago. Yeah. Even though I've heard the song over, but I, and this is the first time I realized it was called the Bad Touch. Yep. Wow. Well, go ahead, go into ex- explaining this. So, they're uh, they're pretty blamed in what they want. <laughs> if you look at the, if you hear the chorus, it it, it pretty much is, uh, yeah, let's get it on. But uh, there are some uh, there's some gems in the the very last verse that I will read to you. Love. The kind you clean up with a mop and bucket. Like the lost catacombs of Egypt. Only God knows where we stuck it. Hieroglyphics. Let me be Pacific. I want to be down in your South Seas. But I got this notion that the motion of your ocean means small craft advisory. So if I capsize on your thighs, high tide, B5, you sunk my battleship. Please turn me on, I'm Mr. Coffee with an automatic drip. So show me yours, I'll show you mine. Tool time, you'll love it just like Lyle. And we'll do it doggy style so we can both watch X-Files. That's uh, great prose right there. Automatic drip. Yep. (laughs) I don't think no guy wants to have an automatic drip. (laughs) You want to be prepared for that sexual eruption, but not an automatic drip. <laughs> that is not impressive. And yes, nope. after seeing this video, uh, I, I, I recognize the, the the hook. Yep. And as soon as I saw the video and the costumes, I, I kind of know what you mean. Yep. Oh, nineteen ninety nine. that when did that Barry song come out? Like two thousand six, two thousand seven, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You tell Somewhere me. Somewhere in two thousands. Uh, I have to look it up. But, so you but, think they got that? Just at least the costumes. I think the costumes came from that song. It had to. There's no way anyone could make up costumes that stupid. Oh, but then again, we're talking about Hello Project, so <laughs> yeah, hard they to probably say. Figured nobody would see it. 
so uh, this Bloodhound gang would never never say UK, anything. UK and they probably dance. still haven't. Yuki Yuki Monkey Dance came out July 9, 2008. Mm. Not, not one of my favorite Barry's Kobo songs. <laughs> yeah, it's a little uh, too kiddy for me. All right, well, this is my last one. I know you have a little bit more on your list. Uh, the last one was actually... <laughs> wasn't this, this was on your, your regular list. Yep. Uh, so this song is... Uh, Freak Me, 1993, by Silk, which made Greg's serious list. A-side all the way, man. Yeah, A-side. That's because Greg is far dirtier than I am. So, let me me recite the beginning of the song. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Let me play with your body, baby. Make you real hot. Let me do all the things that you want me to do. Because tonight, baby, I want to get freaky with you. So, yeah, very direct from the first first line. <laughs> but uh, but it's still a good song. But see, what I don't understand is if, if you called as yet cheesy lyrics, what's mm-hmm. so not cheesy about Freak Me? I'd say Freak Me is very direct in what it wants. Whereas as yet is uh, beating around the bush. Beating around the bush. Okay. It's it, it just that. sounds. It sounds. I don't know. As yet, just sounds very uh, whitewashed to me. Oh, I don't think they'd appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you questioning their blackness? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Actually, I was watching the the video for As Yet, and I was saying to myself how they didn't really look like R&B artists. They looked like athletes. Yep. I thought one of them kind of reminded me of Ben Wallace before he had his, you know, when Ben Wallace didn't have his funky hair or braids. He kind of reminded me of, of, of Ben Wallace, former NBA basketball player. Yeah. And there was another guy who kind of looked like he would be – now, these are the background singers – the uh, other guy kind of reminded me of, of, of you know, like he'd be a football linebacker, not an R&B dude. So yeah, that that was my last one. One of Greg's A-side songs. Yep. By Silk with Keith Sweat in the background. Yep. And to this day, I still think a lot of it, people remember it because of Keith Sweat doing the hook. Yep. And because the Let Me Lick You Up and Down. And I also remember just because that one guy is just singing the shit out of the song. And I'm pretty sure he's just thinking about himself. And I, I'm going to watch, watch that video again. Because I, I didn't really didn't know the video. I will watch it and I will look. I will go, which uh, which guy is into himself? Which guy <laughs> is probably taking selfies whenever he can? Yep. It's the selfie guy. The selfie guy is just going off. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip some of these other ones. Because, well, they don't have any very funny lyrics. And I'll just go to the uh, the very last song in my list, which is probably one song you don't want to play after you finish doing the act. Because uh, even though what it's act a would vi- this be, would uh, it be the, Hamlet, the 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 act of love. Oh, not 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 a play. No, um, 
And even though it is a victory song, you probably should not ever play it after. Victory song. Hmm. So, The Lonely Island featuring Akon, I just had sex. <laughs> I just had sex. <laughs> yes. You're going to have to explain this to me because I'm not really familiar, familiar with Akon nor The Lonely Island. The Lonely Island is uh, Andy Samberg and uh, a couple of other writers from SNL. Uh, they formed a comedy trio who does music. And the funny thing is that they actually get like real hip-hop producers to produce their songs and write their songs. Uh, a lot of people probably know them by this song. Also, the song with uh, T-Pain, I'm on a Boat. And the uh, song with Michael Bolton, ja- Jack... Uh, was it the... What, what's the character in the Pirates of the Caribbean again? Blah. No, <laughs> Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. I messed that one up. <laughs> yeah, Jack Sparrow. Those are probably we were talking some... about Jack Black earlier. So... <laughs> Jack Doesn't Black. that sound like a pirate name? It does. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're most famous for those songs. Uh, they they also do some. They also had some shorts on SNL when Andy was still on the show. Uh, the famous He's ones not on the just show anymore. He he left the show for uh, a couple of years ago. Wow. Uh, the most really famous good. ones are with Justin Timberlake, uh, Dick in a Box, if you know that song. I've heard of it. Uh, Three Way with Lady Gaga. That, that one is pretty Jersey. funny. Yeah. Okay. It's probably you, right? No, that's not me. Okay. That might be something outside. I'm surprised you actually heard that. Anyway, uh, since this is a victory song of sorts, I will just... Uh, read off the chorus because I, I think you could probably scream this after you uh, after you climax <laughs> uh, so the uh, the hook is I just had sex and it felt so good a woman let me put my penis inside of her I just had sex and I'll never go back to the not having sex ways of the past Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a celebration song. It I'm is a celebration song. It, so this is kind of like a more R&B type sound. It's a hip hop song. R&Bs you can get with uh, with Andy Samberg. Uh, no, this one's a tr- straight up hip hop song. Oh, so 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 okay, gotcha. Yeah. But Excellent. it has that celebratory vibe. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because we all celebrate after we have sex. Do the uh, touchdown dance and call your boys, post on Twitter. <laughs> call your mom and dad, your dad. Yeah. Yep. Maybe Instagram it. <laughs> yep. Put it on Facebook. These days, right? Facebook, Twitter. Yep. Twitter. It's all about it's all about bragging these days. So. Yep. All right, so we're going to uh, close this session. Hopefully some of you out there have uh, found some suggestions for your Valentine's Day soundtrack or I guess for you single people, Singles Awareness Day soundtrack uh, if you are going to be uh, loving yourself, <laughs> I guess. But um, yeah, Kung Fu thank- Grip. Kung Fu Grip, yep. 
Getting down with those Amai Lu videos. Yeah. Getting down with the Von Eric Claw. That's right. You know, just strengthening strengthening one arm, I guess is what you're doing. Just remember that if you are doing that, you should probably go to the gym and lift heavier weights with your weaker arm. <laughs> so it's not so obvious. Yeah. You, you don't want people to know, hey, that's his uh, that's his wanking hand. So yeah, hopefully uh, that'll that'll be our version of of that's my jam for the Valentine's Day. At the worst, you should get a idea of some songs that we liked back in the day and that other people really like. Uh, as far as our A list songs, yeah. you know, our B list was just a uh, for laughs. But if you want to use them, we're not stopping you. No, these are not endorsed by us. But no. you're welcome to use them. Yeah, I mean, I if you think you can get away with two life crew in your Valentine's Day soundtrack, I mean, more power to you. That's more more than likely. I picture these guys possibly bumping that in their rides while going to the market or something like that with the windows open. But uh, hopefully, all of you have a uh, a wonderful. Valentine's Day slash Single Awareness Day, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, some of you don't get uh, friction burn from all of the loving, and you know, hopefully, next year we can come up with more songs to to fill your soundtrack, or or if you want, we can come up with breakup songs. I can recommend the entire first Brian McKnight album right away. Breakup songs <laughs> and I Want You Back songs, we can we can have another show with that. Yeah, so if you are listening to this and you have any ideas for future podcasts, uh, please hit up the contact form at selective-hearing.com. Uh, put in the subject line, uh, podcast suggestions, and uh, let us know what uh, you want us to talk about, uh, be it idols or something like this. Yes, if you would like more of me dictating poetry with vulgar lyrics I would be happy to do so yes uh, if you want to know uh, Senpai Hero's uh, spoken word tour dates uh, we'll post them on the site and if we're very if we're we have enough interest actually I have enough interest in the technology maybe we'll do one of those Manny Pacquiao best hits yeah videos but that's going to take a little bit of technology yes it will because the easiest part is the singing <laughs> yes it is it's the music that's the hard part alright so uh, we're out of here uh, thank you very much to all of you for listening and hopefully uh, you listen along to our suggestions on the show notes otherwise you may be completely lost but uh, yeah thank you thank you and uh, thank you Senpai Hero having me and uh, to everybody if, uh, if you're in Japan and you get chocolates from a co-worker or chocolates from a girl uh, it's in your class they good for you that means sex on a photocopy <laughs> oh it doesn't <laughs> yes it does <laughs> yes it does it means I want you now let's find the nearest broom closet and get it on